You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Corporate Expat Experience. I am so excited today because we have an amazing guest who I can't wait to introduce you to. Stephanie Pinsley is our guest today. And Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nicole. I am so excited. I remember when we first spoke about this, I'm like, this is going to be a good podcast. I just have a good feeling about it. I have a good feeling about it too. So I can't wait to jump in. So please introduce to our audience, tell us who you are and tell us all about you. Yeah. So my name is Stephanie. I am from Westchester, New York, but I'm currently living in Stanford, Connecticut. I am a marketing and branding coach for new or aspiring service providers, online service providers or business owners. And I was a Google employee, a product marketing manager for over three years, but actually quit my job in February of this year to make the leap into entrepreneurship. Well, I'm so glad that you did, that you decided to be a corporate expat and join the ranks of entrepreneurs and move to entrepreneur world. That's quite a big step too, to leave a company like Google. So tell us a little bit about your experience, your work at Google, and then kind of what led you to make that decision to leave. Look, I had a very positive experience at Google overall. Google was my first job and only job out, out of, outside of college. Um, so I was very lucky in that way. I had a really positive experience overall. I worked on really cool projects. I launched our viral home alone campaign for the Google Assistant because I was on the Google Assistant brand team. I moved to the kids and families team, digital well-being team, and I got to work on a lot of really cool brand marketing projects, which I love. So things were overall really great. I had a great team, can't complain much, but come March of 2020, obviously all of our lives got turned upside down and I moved home from San Francisco to Westchester back in with the parents, which was quite an interesting adjustment. <laughs> um, although I am so close with my family, so it was actually great. So I move home and I'm working from home for a while and I started to get really burnt out, severely, severely burnt out. I wasn't aware of this until it really kind of hit me right in the face. And it was like, you need to address this because you can't just keep putting a bandaid on. That's what I would do. I would take a mental health day here and there. I'm like, just work through it, push through it. You're being a baby. And eventually my body was like, no. So I had to take a leave of absence. And in August of 2020, I, I took a leave of absence from Google, which was a really great thing. Taking a leave of absence, if you need it and you can take it, I am the biggest fan of them because you can get so much clarity and insight about yourself, what you want. And this is what I got clarity on. I realized that I was so unhappy. I was so unfulfilled in my role. I didn't know why for a while because I didn't understand myself enough. I didn't understand, you know, what my strengths were, what I needed from a job. And I realized that my core needs, my values, I needed a lot more freedom, autonomy. I wanted to make a bigger impact. I didn't feel like I was making an impact. And I just wanted to explore entrepreneurship. So I started to post on TikTok in September of 2020, grew an audience of, you know, 60,000 followers, Within a pretty short period of time, a few months, just by posting, you know, marketing and branding content. And that sort of allowed me to start attracting new opportunities, clients, podcasts, um, brand deals. And I started to realize like, hey, there's something here. I could probably, you know, leverage this to launch my own company. So 
I hired a business coach. I launched my company in May and yeah, it's been a whirlwind ever since then, but I am so happy I made the decision that I did. That is so amazing. And to be able to have that time and space to gain clarity on kind of what, you know, tapping into yourself, figuring out what you want, what drives you, what's going on with you. I mean, that is such a wonderful thing to be able to do that. And I love that you suggest taking a break, taking a leave of absence. If you're not feeling it right now, if you need that break, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves that way. hundred percent. And I think when we're in the daily grind and we're so close to our job and our job is our life and we're working from home, we're living at home. I was working in my bedroom. I was working out in my bedroom. I was sleeping in my bedroom. It was way too much. Everything just kind of mushed into this one thing. My world was my job essentially. And I think that's the issue. We are so close to our jobs and it's hard to really understand who we are outside of our jobs, what we really need and want, what do we value? And that's why I love taking those breaks. If you can, like I said, and if you need it to take, take the leave, don't feel guilty. That's so amazing. Um, to be able to make that transition to gain, like I said before, that clarity, and then to transition into entrepreneur world, was that something you had ever thought of before? You know, it's interesting. Every entrepreneur that I know of, I've always heard this story that they were a kid who was the one that bought candy from like the dollar store and then resold it to their, their class. They made a, you know, buck 50 off. You know what I mean? They were like naturally entrepreneurial and I don't have any of those stories. I, I was not that kid. And so I can't say that I had a huge amount. I've always known that I wanted to be rich. And I've told my family this, mm-hmm. like, I want to be rich. I want to be a leader. And I want to be kind of like, I don't know. That was just my, what I desired. But entrepreneurship was never squarely on my radar. I really didn't consider it until I was almost forced to consider it at the point, um, you know, when I got to my leave of absence. Did you have any examples of people in your family or your circle of friends who had become entrepreneurs who had their own businesses? So not really. And that's, I think what was really difficult about it because my dad is the most like hardworking, stays at the same job, Like he stayed at the same job. He's an amazing guy, super smart software engineer. He worked at this company for like 30 years until eventually they almost had to push him out because they were moving all of the IT department in Tallahassee, he didn't want to do that. So he's always been very live inside the box. Do not take risks. So I looked at him as my model. I was always trying to take the much more traditional route. Even when it came down to the college I went to, when I, you know, applying to Google, all of it, I really did to please my family or to align with them, whether I knew that or not. So I didn't, I mean, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. He started his own advertising company and he made a lot of money, but it wasn't like he had a huge influence over me because I haven't gotten a ton of, we haven't talked about it a lot. I mean, I don't know too much about it. So no. And I think that's the challenge. And a lot of people I'm sure like me are in the same boat. I mean, I, I envy those people who had those, you know, I look at those people with those very entrepreneurial parents and that sets you up in a way that I didn't have. So, you know, I mean, I I don't regret anything and I love my parents to death, but you know, that's just the situation that I was in. No, and that's good because I think, you know, we all come from different backgrounds and we all have different experiences. And I've had some people who said, oh yeah, everyone kind of like me, everyone in my family has their own business. And so you have those role models for me. I took 
the path less traveled by going into the corporate world, but I always had that entrepreneurial side to me. Path less traveled by corporate. Exactly. And then yet I know so many people who do not know a soul that own their own business, you know, or don't have any people in their circle of influence, their friends and family. So was it well-received whenever you decided that you wanted, or when you started telling people, this is what I'm going to do? It's hard to say. I mean, at first it was like, you know, (laughs) giving me, if you can't see on the pot, if you're listening to this, I'm just, I gave Nicole some wide eyes. That was like my, (laughs) like, are you serious? Like you have the best job. And you're trying, you're going to throw this all away. And the other issue was growing up, I had undiagnosed ADHD. And so I was a big procrastinator. I mean, big. And so my parents were like, Ooh, like, can you handle being an entrepreneur as, you know, as the procrastinator that you, they still have that belief about me, even though I don't think I'm a procrastinator. I think that's all sort of like a story that I was told. Um, and so, you know, they were a little hesitant, but after I kind of showed them how excited I was about it, why I wanted to do it, what my ideas were, they definitely grew to accept it. I think it was just a shock initially. Um, and, you know, some of my friends were, they were all just, again, it's like a shock. Everyone's like, okay, like good luck. Um, but no, my parents are the most, and my, my sister are the most supportive people. So ultimately they just want me to be happy. And that's, that's where we landed with it all. <laughs> Well, you had some great success starting off, right? You were still in your job, but you were on a leave of absence and you started your TikTok and you got all of these um, followers pretty quickly. That's amazing success, by the way, congratulations on that. And I know it's growing. And so was that the thing that you said, did you create a plan to leave or did you just kind of jump ship, you know, quickly? So I, um, I didn't create a huge plan. I, I spoke with my therapist about this a lot when I still had a therapist, love her. She was awesome, but I wanted to have a more solid plan that I did. I really ended up just kind of going for it, but I will say I did plan on hiring a business coach and I did reach out to a professor from Cornell and ask her if she had any recommendations of business coaches. And then she actually gave me this opportunity to take this women's entrepreneurship program through Cornell. It was free. And so I had set that up. I had set up this program. I was going to find a business coach, but ultimately no. And I, I think I was able to take that leap and also not be as strategic because I had saved up a lot of money living back home. I mean, not paying San Francisco rent is like, whoa. Okay. So I do make some good money. I didn't realize because it doesn't go in my bank account. I don't know where it goes, but Yeah, I think I didn't really have a solid plan, but it's a really, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that people approach it the way I did um, because I think I could have been a lot more thoughtful before I quit. Well, it sounds like you did something good though. You, you went to a business coach, you did go for guidance and to to figure things out. Um, What are some things that you wish you had done earlier in as an entrepreneur or when you're making that transition? So I wish that I got some training in sales or I learned more about sales because I had no idea until I became an entrepreneur how important sales is. I mean, you would think that that's obvious and I feel like I did know it, but I really knew it after I started to sell my program for the first time. And as a marketer, you know, you would think that marketing sales, yes, there's a lot of synergy, but like in general, 
I had no idea. I had never really sold anything. And so I was very, um, and I still am like uncomfortable with sales in a way. And so that was hard. And I do wish that I had done a little bit more upfront learning or training, whether that be with a coach, reading a book, listening, whatever podcast, just to give me a little bit of a foundation with sales. Because if you, if you can't sell your product or your program, that's the lifeblood of your business. So you're, you're out of business if you can't. So that's probably the one thing I do wish I had started a bit earlier. That's such an important thing too. Yes. Having an awareness of sales, the sales process. I think a lot of people forget to ask for the sale. <laughs> so I, I can relate though. I, I I've talked to so many people who have shared that same thing. They said, you know, you would think that I would know, you yeah. know, more about sales. Um, but it is something that sometimes is a little intimidating for entrepreneurs too, if they don't come from that world of business development and sales. So intimidating. I mean, that's what really shined a light on how insecure I was in myself in a way, because you're, and this is a big realization that I had. If you're not confident in yourself or your program, you're not going to sell it. People will sense that. And even if you try to put on a good face and you, you know, you're a great actress or actor, it's not, you need to have that belief in yourself at your core for you to succeed in sales, I think. Um, and so this was really kind of, I really jumped on that super highway to personal development with, with entrepreneurship, because it really illuminates all of these things about yourself. Maybe it's these hidden truths or, you know, these insecurities that you thought you had dealt with and you're like, oh, maybe that is still an issue. So yeah, it's been, a, it's been a journey and I've, I've learned how to become more confident where I need to work on these things. But yeah, I didn't realize how inextricably linked your, your confidence, your belief in yourself is with your ability to, you know, make a sale. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that I love about being an entrepreneur is that there's so many things that I love about it, but the personal development size, because we're all works in progress. Yeah. And it allows you to explore new things. You have to learn so many new things when you move into entrepreneur world, things you thought you knew, but you don't know them in this context mm -hmm. or something, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that. So exactly. That's the, that, that's the scary part about it is all of the things that you start to realize that you don't know, you don't, when you don't know what you don't know, it's great. But then when you start to realize what you don't know, you're like, oh, okay, there's a lot to learn here. <laughs> um, but I, I, I actually kind of like the steep learning curve in a way, just because I feel like it gives me a little excitement, but it's hard. I mean, there's no denying it. I, I think any entrepreneur can admit that, but you know, it's, it's so worth it in my eyes. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? I think it's really just the complete authority I have over my life, my schedule, everything. I mean, I am a very, and I think this is related to ADHD. I let, I'm a person that goes on their own schedule. Like I need to kind of build my, my life in the way that I'd like it to. I hated having to go to so many pointless meetings that I'm like, this is a waste of everyone's time. And we're all just sitting here giving each other's pats on the back. You know what I mean? That like corporate culture of just like the meeting culture drove me insane. So I love, love, love being able to wake up when I want, make my own schedule, set my own deadlines. If I'm not feeling well, or if I didn't get enough sleep, sleep in, you know what I mean? It's just that 
that freedom is so liberating for someone like myself. Absolutely. And you can choose your own schedule too. If you sleep in, you can do some work later or you, you choose when you, when you want to show up. Yeah. Are there things that you miss about the corporate world? Not much. No, (laughs) I I think the only thing I actually do miss is having a, not even that it has to be a boss, but having someone else that will help keep me accountable for deadlines and for setting like realistic milestones and projects, because that's something that I struggle with. I I'm trying to find a balance between disciplining myself and also allowing myself the space to have good well-being because obviously after the whole experience with burnout i approached entrepreneurship very slowly i'm like i want this to be a super subtle like ease myself in just so i do not land in the same place that i did before and so finding the balance between the well-being and the discipline is what I've been struggling with. And I do miss having someone to kind of guide me on certain things of, of, you know, again, the deadline, that's really it is just having that accountability Um, and having those people to kind of bounce ideas off of. It's a little lonely, but I'm also a very independent person. So I kind of like it secretly. (laughs) Are you doing anything to kind of help with that right now to, or have you um, engaged anyone or to help you with that challenge? Well, I, so I started a mastermind with my friends, which was amazing. I started this a while ago, like, right. I'm not even sure it might've been even before I quit, but I I created that mastermind because I wanted some sort of container where I could talk to people about this. We could relate to one another and, you know, we could hold each other accountable if we need to. So I did that. Um, I wish I had done more just putting myself out there at the start. I'm just now getting into more networking and like just casting a wide net, you know, applying to speak on podcasts because I'm like, I want to build my network. I didn't do that enough at the start because I didn't think it was necessary. Um, But having that network of other entrepreneurs is just a very helpful thing because it's such a unique experience and you can't relate to it or understand unless you're doing it. You've been there. That's so true. And I think that's one of the challenges so many people face when they move into entrepreneur world that they kind of, they keep their friends, which is great. And you should, but you know, like the friends in the corporate world don't exactly relate the same way anymore. Yeah. You know, because they don't understand maybe the entrepreneurial challenges if they haven't experienced it themselves. So finding your tribe, so to speak, takes some time. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that, yeah, you have all these people that you relate to when you're working in corporate and then suddenly, nope, everyone you're on the opposite side of the table. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Having that shift and, and kind of losing that network or that net that you had, not to say that you lose those friends, but you lose that relatability or that, that connection, that shared sort of experience. Definitely. So what is some parting advice you have to the listeners who are either thinking about making this change, moving to entrepreneur world, or they're in it right now. And they're kind of trying to figure things out. Do you have any parting advice for them? Yeah. So 
like I said earlier, how entrepreneurship is similar to jumping on the super highway to personal development. I think if you, one of the most important things in my eyes is making sure that you have the right mindset and good beliefs about yourself. Because if you ask yourself these questions, the answer is no. I think you have to kind of look and say and see why is that true. So do you trust in your ability to make good decisions? Do you feel confident in your ability to succeed? Do you think you are an ambitious person? Are you independent? Do you need other people to weigh in on everything you do? All of these things, all of these beliefs about yourself, I think are really important to understand before you jump in. So you can kind of work through and rewire some of these things because often these are all stemming from you know, fifth grade, your teacher told you that you're an idiot and you didn't realize, but that's stuck around. And now you, you know what I mean? It, if it, it, it affects you way more than you realize that you have these beliefs, you receive so many messages about yourself from your family, your friends, teachers, the media, society, all of these messages. And a lot of them are not the most empowering. Sometimes they're very disempowering. And I think understanding what those messages are or what those beliefs are and where they came from and actually doing the reflective work to say, and this is exactly what I did, which is why I realized that I wasn't a procrastinator. I, when I dug into it, I'm like, wait a second. I was, I'm not a procrastinator. I just had undiagnosed, untreated ADHD. So rewriting that belief, rewriting my self-talk was critical. I mean, really, that was a big reason I decided to, or I had enough confidence to jump in. So I think before you go fully into it, just take some time to ask yourself, you know, these questions and really make sure that you're going into it with a strong sense of self and, and positive beliefs that will set you up for success because you need to be resilient to failure. You need to be able to come bounce back after challenges. You have to have confidence. Um, and so, yeah, that work I think is really important. That's such great guidance, Stephanie. I mean, wise words there, definitely. And I think that's something that I'm sure so many people can relate to and understand, and it really is going to help a lot of people. So thank you for sharing that insight. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate it. And I know I'll be having you back. We'll be talking marketing and other things. But I want people to be able to find you, Stephanie. So tell us, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me at steph.pinsley on Instagram or TikTok. Um, S-T-E-F, everyone usually spells it with a P-H. Um, and yeah, that's, that's I, I guess maybe we, I'll send you the link. You could put it in the show notes or something. But yeah, that's, that's it. And if you ever just want to connect, you can just email me, steph at roadmaptorise.com or just feel free to DM me. I'm more than happy to chat in the DMs if you guys want. <laughs> Definitely. You need to check out Stephanie's TikTok and you need to check her out, DM her, get in touch with her. Thank you again so much. I really appreciate you being here and I can't wait till next time. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. This was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. 
And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.